Hello everyone, welcome to Clickbait and Cauldrons, an actual play D&D podcast. This is our third episode and is part of a short series we like to call Module Madness, where we play through different campaigns that are made available by the game designers of Dungeons & Dragons. We thought that this would be a great place to start out before we get into our homebrew campaign. The current campaign we are playing is The Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. This is one of the introductory campaigns to D&D, so hopefully listening to us have fun will inspire you to play as well. We wanted to let everyone know that there are some moments in here where the audio might get a little loud and sound a little echoey. We recorded our first batch of episodes all at the same time, so we didn't know what it would sound like. We tried to mitigate most of these problems through our editing process, but there are still some moments where it is noticeable. We apologize for this in advance, and we hope that you power through them, so that you don't miss any of the fun that we were having while we recorded this. This series features myself, Michael Alcote, as the Game Master, and Bryn Jones as the player. Bryn plays two tiefling siblings, Mervyn and Elrin Bloodbane. I play all other characters throughout the game, although most notably Holgo Firefist, a half-orc druid and a member of our party. Last we left off our protagonists, they were exploring the ruins of an ancient dwarven dwelling. Meeting up with the foreman of the excavation, Dazlin and Norbus, they are led into the depths of the temple, only to find an ochre jelly. Swiftly defeating this jelly, our party heads even deeper, where they have found some gems. But the gem-holding statue was trapped with an explosive. With the whole party knocked off their feet from the explosion, Mervyn hears something happening in another room of the temple. What will our heroes find to be the cause of this noise? Thank you so much for listening and enjoy this episode. being notified of hearing the mm-hmm. hearing the thing who who made this um it doesn't i guess it doesn't really matter just like who who told holgo what was happening um because i think it's nerve-wracking i think merv messages cast message as a cantrip okay to and, and tells holgo like yeah listen yeah. listen grunt grunt in the dice right uh, and Holgo can immediately, yeah, Holgo immediately kind of puts his hands up and is, and puts his, and puts his finger in front of his mouth, kind of telling everybody to be quiet just because Holgo is kind of the most imposing presence in the room. He's the biggest, mm-hmm. I mean, the dwarves are four foot something and, yeah. and the tieflings are not much. Ella's eight years old. Yeah. And <laughs> not much bigger. Yeah. And, uh. And uh, Merv looks like Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Hogo puts his hand up and listens and then messages back to Merv that um, sounds like orcs. I know that sound. I could know tell that sound from a mile away. It's orcs. Mm. How big is this room we're in? Uh, the room is about 
25 feet in diameter. It's a circular room. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Merv messages works in the dais room to okay. everyone that he can. Um, and so now the party is kind of ready to go mm-hmm. on this. Um, and it's also dark in here, right? Yes, it is relatively the dark in this room. can see fine because we have... Yeah, and so can, so can uh, Holgo. Holgo? I don't know about the dwarves. Um, I would say they probably... They're miners. Yeah, they have mining glasses or something that yeah. allows them to see. I, don't, I was gonna say I don't know, maybe they. Yeah, we're just gonna say that we're just, we're they're, we're just gonna say that because they've been in this location, they understand that it's gonna be dark, so they have the they were prepared for it. They have fucking night vision goggles on. What do you guys do um, once you hear these orcs? Besides the messages and all that kind of stuff. Oh, jeez, Rick. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think our best chance is to probably try to get a surprise round on these guys. Okay. How do you want to do that? Um, I wonder why they said oof. I wonder why they grunted. I wonder if something happened. Um, uh, Holgo is going to make an investigation check. Yeah, please. Um... If he hears any yeah. words or anything. Yeah, because he speaks orc. Um, See, so that's a 13. I'm going to say that he's able to understand a few words. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he can hear is something along the lines of cryovane. Uh, cryovane, dragon, home. Mm-hmm. And that's all that he can hear. Um, kind of discern from being a couple of rooms away because orcs tend to be loud. Yeah. Well, considering it is like a straight path and we would just be able to be walking into them, I think our best bet, Merv's best bet, and he's open to ideas from other people, and he's also the one who has the line of communication, so he can let him know if you have a better idea. Mm-hmm. But I think he is going to um, uh, just say that he thinks we should, like, you know, gang up on either side of the door and just sort of wait and try to get a surprise round. Behind that, that like, magic door? Because it closed behind you when you went, went through Oh, it. it closed behind us? Yes. And do we have a way to get back? Yeah, there's, a there's like, a handle on the other side. Right. Or, like, Merv could do the similar... Noise. Um, not because it's the magic door, so you wouldn't make any noise interacting with it from the other side. The magic door closed behind us. You could also minor illusion um, it to not make noise. Is that how minor illusion works? Nah, we'll say it is. <laughs> I was gonna say I think I think there are other spells for that, like silence. Sure. Um, uh, they don't have ma- Yeah, I guess we'll. I guess we have to go back. Yeah. Um, I guess we don't really have a choice. So you go through the bedroom. You go through that like closet area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're standing behind this door. Um, and do you guys? What do you guys do? as a kind of preparation as you get to this door. Holgo says, attacking Hadan is probably not a great idea. I think we need to ambush them. Uh, I don't know how to do it. The only way we have to get in this room is through this door. So explain to me the difference between heading, attacking them head-on and ambushing when you only have one door. Well, I mean, we could just not attack and sneak. How do we sneak? Like, 
there's only one door. Yeah. Um, I'm going to roll perception for... You guys are all, I'm assuming, messaging this and keeping yeah. quiet. Um, I'm going to roll perception. Nat 20. Okay. Um, oh, wait. It's actually their passive perception. I lied. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. So, um, roll a stealth. I'm just going to have you guys roll a stealth check. All of us? Yep. Uh, that is a 19 stealth from Ella. Okay. Um, you and guys... terrible stealth from everyone else. Everybody else gets terrible stealth. Um, so you guys... Ella is totally fine um, to kind of sneak into the room. And I feel... Because f- she is a rogue, so she also gets... It, like sneak attack shit. So I yeah. I feel comfortable I sorry. I me, Murph, feels totally comfortable sending her she's listen, she's the most competent eight year old you're ever gonna meet. And Holgo goes, Well, yeah, I guess she can go in and surprise them and then we can attack them because maybe they'll be a little weaker after that surprise. Yeah. Um and so but mechanically mm-hmm. I'm gonna say is that because the other five other how many other people are there the other four didn't um pass that perception check Mm. or pass that like passive perception of the orcs is that uh ella is going to be the only one that gets a surprise round on attacking these orcs like they notice everyone but they didn't notice an eight-year-old right exactly sure um so Elle has a round of combat that she can do we're gonna say that the door that merv can open the door enough to let ella slip through Mm -hmm. um and can surprise the orcs who are looking the other way there are three orcs Mm. um one is by the dais um one is in the middle of the room and the other one is also there's two in the middle of the room and one by the dais Mm -hmm. and how many feet are them from where Ella would be starting her turn? Um, probably about 20 feet. From... All of them? Or... Uh, yeah, because the room's circular, so it would be... Or, like, circular-ish. Um, they... Elle is about 20 feet from the middle, and then maybe 15 feet from the one at the dais. And what about the other one? The two in the middle are kind oh, of gotcha. next to each other. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I'm with you. Um... Yeah, she's going to go try to sneak to the one on the dice because it's by itself. Okay. And she is going to... All right, sneak attack. And just a reminder, there is also the um, pillar that has a door in it that you would be able to open from the inside. So if you wanted to use that to hide or something? Yeah, but I don't have... As a level one rogue, I don't have bonus action hide. Mm, I would have to okay. hide as a full action okay. until I get... Unless you wanted to take more movement and use an object interaction on the door. So if your movement is 30, right? But I couldn't hide. It's not to level two that oh, I can... Okay. okay. That I, can, I, I could open the door. Sure. But I yeah, you wouldn't be able to go in. I wouldn't be able to go in and hide. Okay. But, you know, next level I'll have cunning action hide. Yes, yes, yes. But, um... Okay, so... Oh, sorry, I stole your dice. Um, okay, so... I'm going... Elle is going to creepy crawl like 
the fucking exorcist up the not true but like, you know mm-hmm. she's gonna crawl up the thing to the dais and she is going to uh do her surprise round as uh double daggers again okay um so she's rolling two d20s that is 18 and 16. Okay, you hit both. Mm-hmm. And so the damage on that is going to be, that's 442 is 10, plus 6 is 16 damage. You kill this. Yes! <laughs> you kill this orc. Um, I assassinate the orc. And how do you continue to stay quiet as you assassinate the orc? Or are you just... Slitting the throat and letting him bang onto the ground with all of his equipment. Oh my gosh. Do I actually get to choose You can that? do it as a... You could... Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's hard because I have a dagger in each hand. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say what I do. Um, uh, isn't this brilliant? All right. So, crawls up onto the dais. He's not looking at it, right? He's like up He's there like there. standing by it, but looking towards the middle of the room. Yeah, I figured... Well, yeah, and they're looking elsewhere. Okay. Leaps on to him. Slits the throat. Immediately lays him down against the dais as if he was sort of just laying on it. Mm -hmm. Or leaning on it. Mm -hmm. Brings him down as he... uh, His throat is slit and he's going... Yeah, the gross... All the gross dying noises. All the gross dying noises, and then just another one right into the temple. Okay. And that's, I think, all of her movement and action. Okay, roll initiative. So, first up on the initiative order is Merv. You don't even know. Merv is so ready for this. Merv has seen his little sister draw blood and is not about so to be So, as done. Merv, so I'm going to say, just for our sake of battle, that not everybody has to walk through the door. That you guys kind of have come into the room, and now mm-hmm. we're spears at the ready. ready. Wands at the ready, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is. Quarterstaffs at the ready, in, yeah, the, ca- in the case of Merv. Yeah, so I think, I think, uh, I imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not the narrator, I imagine the goblins, or goblins, the orcs look to each other, and in doing that, see the viciously murdered. Yes, they have already, at this point, noticed that Ellerin has since murdered right. one of their compatriots. And so being And a, drawn their weapons. Exactly. Being a good older brother, Merv is not about to let them go after her. Mm-hmm. So Merv is going to take a full movement to get all the way up to them. Okay. Even though the fact, even though I'm going to be using ranged spells, mm-hmm. so it doesn't particularly matter that I'm right up against them. Right. I would like to be right up against them so that if they try mm-hmm. to leave my area, I get opportunity attacks. Okay, so you are going towards them and not towards where Ellerin is. Exactly. I'm okay. moving towards them so that if at the end of my turn they try to leave my area, I get opportunity attacks. Okay. Well. Okay. So I'd like to walk right up to them. Uh, they look about the same. So I'm just going to pick a random one, does not matter to me which, and I'm going to cast Frostbite okay. again. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm a level one sorcerer, I only have so much. That is, um... You have to make a constitution. I'm going to put this in. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, I have to make a constitution saving throw for one of them. 
Yeah, it only. It's affects. not. It's it's. Yeah, it's I get not, one target. Okay. I'm causing frost. To go in it is a five plus three and eight. Does not save. Okay. Okay, so that's going to be three damage off the bat, and now they have disadvantage on their first weapon attack. Their first weapon attack. Okay, so there's three. Um. Let's. And that's the end of Merv's turn. So the orcs are uh, both up next. So the one that you just attacked is going to respond back. Mm-hmm. Um, and is going to hit you mm-hmm. with a um, great axe attack. At disadvantage. At disadvantage. And that, that is, is nat, nat one, one so thoroughly whiffs. Absolutely whiffs. Um, and I would say, no, I'm just going to say thoroughly whiffs. I was going to yeah, say maybe go gonna, prone, yeah, but no, yeah, don't you're... Even, yeah. Don't even make it easier for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Ice these. Um, and then the other orc is going to make a ranged weapon attack at... Um, Alarin. And they, they do have advantage. Uh, they have disadvantage because they, oh. they're they are in a um, further distance away. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's thirty feet. She's within thirty feet. Just kidding. Not disadvantage. So just reroll it. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is a seven plus five, so twelve. Miss. Miss, okay, and it clangs against the wall um, with their javelin, and that is the end. Well, I guess they can... Um, yeah, they move them in if they want it, but they would take opportunity attacks. Yeah, they're not going to move, so they are actually going to try one more time with their other javelin. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other one could also make it another attack, right? Because neither yeah. of them are moving. Yeah. Um, okay, so the other one is going to swing at you again. Okay. And is going to roll a five, which is plus whatever is not going to hit your AC. Um, and then I'm going to roll the javelin attack, which is a natural two. Definitely so not hitting. So, so bad. <laughs> or I'm just rolling bad. Could be that too. Could be that. Um, and that is the end of their turn. The next person to um, go into battle is... Holgo Firefist, our druid, half-orc druid, and he is going to um, cast Earth Tremor on these. They're going to get me in that, too, but that's okay. Okay. What's your dex like? Plus one. Okay, maybe I won't cast Earth Tremor then. Um... I oh, do you have any ranged weapons? No, I don't. Have, I mean, I could throw daggers, but the distance isn't very good. Um, I think I might cast cure wounds. Are any of us injured? Uh, Elrin is from the explosion. Oh yeah, she is. Um, I think it's just gonna cast cure wounds as a first level spell. Um, that's one d eight plus four. Um, oh, if it's plus four, it heals me all the way. Okay, perfect then. Um, back up to full. And is going to move 
I think Cure Wounds is like a distance of touch. Sure. So I'm just going to go up to... Ruffle my hair. <laughs> yeah. Donk. Pre- Donks <laughs> him on the, on the forehead and then um, goes and turns back towards the other one, kind of standing in front of Alrin. Sick. Um, and next is our two dwarves who are not great, but now have better AC. I think they are going to stay by the door and ready in action just in case anything happens um, towards them. Yeah. I mean, that's what they'll, that's the what they'll do. PCs. Um, and then it is back up to Murph. Sick nasty. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna... Uh, I'm not gonna move and I'm gonna cast both Frostbite and Poison Spray. Okay. Both cantrips, one at each. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do... One of them has... A, a great axe, and one of them has what? Both of them have both great axes, great both, axes. Of both of them have javelins. One of them does not have a javelin anymore. Okay. Any more um, javelins, because they threw both of them and whiffed, okay. throwing them at Elrond. Okay, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to frostbite the one who does still have javelins, and I'm going to okay. poison spray the one that doesn't. Okay. They both need constitution saves. Okay. Um, that is a four and a seven. Neither of those are going to save with whatever they... Sick. Yeah, so, uh, it would be a 7 and a 10. Not the same. Yeah. So this and this. 6. So the one who does not have javelins anymore mm-hmm. is going to take 10 poisoning damage. Okay. And the one who does have javelins is going to take 2 damage and is now disadvantaged on their next... Weapon attack. Okay. And Merv looks at the one with uh, javelins who now has disadvantage on if he decides to throw them Mm -hmm. and says, You are not going to touch my little sister. Uh, Give me an intimidation check. I didn't even mean for that to be an intimidation check. I just wanted that to be the line that that he says. That is an eight. Eight. I don't know what my intimidation is. Uh, I don't know what the DC is either to be intimidated. It's, oh shit, that's plus four, so 12. Um, they're not very intimidated. Because <laughs> they're bigger than you, they are... Um, See how not intimidated they're going to be in, yeah, after, in, a, in a round when they're dead. If they, after they're dead. Um, they are dead. So the first orc, is now the orc's turn, is going to take its full movement. No, just kidding, no it's not. It is going to, I think, hmm, I think the one with javelins Mm -hmm. is going to throw at Ellerin um, and not move and not take the opportunity attack. Um, He's going to throw both of them? He yes, so he's gonna throw so both of his. So he has disadvantage gem. on the first one, but not the second. Well, no, it's a ranged weapon. It's still a weapon attack. It didn't oh, say melee weapon. Oh, it just okay. Says weapon attack. Okay, yeah, then uh, disadvantage. Okay, so that was a three. So obviously misses. First one misses. Um, and then um, that is a nine plus five to a fourteen. That's a tie, so it hits. Okay, um, and then. L is going to take 
1d6 plus 3, which is 2 plus 3, 5 damage. Okay. Um, and then the other one is going to swing at... Wait, sorry, where is she in the initiative order? I don't think she went last She round. didn't go last round. Uh, she's after the... She's after Holgo. Dang, we done fucked up. Yeah. I should have had her do something. We can still say that that hits. Yeah. But... Because most of the room, they would be in range. Yeah, and there's no cover, really, other than behind the dais, and right. I wasn't going to have her go there. Right. So we can still say whatever, but can she... It was that all of their turn? Can she... Uh, no, they were they were going to attack Merv, but they... Do they... No, because they did two javelin attacks. The other one is going to attack Merv. Okay, they are, well, they're... okay, so that orc's turn is done, though. Yes. We're here? Yes. But since we missed her turn last time... Yes, she can... Can we have her go now? Yes, that that was what I was going to say. Yes, okay. Okay, so... She's My gonna... apologies. That's okay, she's, she wasn't going to move. She's going to... Um... And uh, Holgo is well, standing she, in front She may of... have moved, but we can just say she didn't. Yeah. Um, and Holgo is standing in front of... Okay. Front she's, of her. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, orcish. Yeah, shield. but she can shoot around him probably. Yeah. You can just scoot six inches. To Literally the put her. Scope. Yeah, right above his shoulder or something. Yeah, so she's just she's just gonna take two short bow. Okay. Two short bow things at uh, let's just say the one who didn't have javelins to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, what am I doing? The one. Who needs to hit? The one who doesn't have javelins? So well, it's now like, they both don't have javelins. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, chronologic. Yes, yes, yes. Back in time. We're shooting the one who didn't shoot her? Yes. To make it make sense. Yes. Uh, that is to hit a 15 and an 11. Um, the 11 misses, the 15 hits. Okay, that is 1d4 plus 3. That's a 7. 7 to that one that didn't hit her. Okay. How does Elrin kill this orc? <laughs> oh, dies? Dies. Oh, well, that's the crazy thing is because then Merv's... Because I Merv just... Let's say that Merv killed them. Are we mm. actually jumping? Or are we just having Ellen, Elrin take her turn now? We're just going to have Elrin take her turn. Okay, cool. So Elrin gets a javelin, grazes... Uh, her side. Mm-hmm. Oh! And she... She doesn't have thaumaturgy as a rogue. Mm-hmm. But something in her energy is just... devilish. These orcs have truly fucked up. So she, without even thinking, as she is leaning down into her injury, spin out, boom! Boom! One arrow misses, but it's fine. Other one, boom! Right in between the eyes. And you murder, not murder, you kill in combat this orc. So now two of the three orcs in combat have been killed by this eight-year-old rogue. She is kicking ass. She's absolutely kicking ass. And not taking names, because she didn't ask their names. Didn't ask their names, doesn't need to know them. Um, And she's still going to, if if this other orc survives long enough, is going to go after the other orc. as well. Uh, okay, so it's that other orc's turn. Uh, well, no, it was actually this orc's turn. Oh, shit. Yep. 
Might be. No, you're good. Um, and now it's Holgo's turn, and he has two first level spells, and he is just going to then cast Cure Wounds on Ellerin again for 1d8 plus 4, which is 5. But that's fine because I took 5 damage. Perfect. So that puts you right back up at full. Um, and then the next is the dwarves. They're still readying their action. No, next is Ellerin. Because yes. we move yes. Ellerin yes. 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 It is Ellerin's turn. But it's Ellerin's turn again. Yep. And Bessie, she... Oh, man. How's that How's that work looking? I don't know. I don't remember how much he's taken or if anything. Um, looking hurt, but not on death's door. Okay. Yeah, she's just gonna... So, wait. Yeah, Holgo had cast a spell. She is not even going to move from where she was Mm -hmm. from firing her last two arrows. Mm -hmm. And she's just going to fire two more. Okay, Uh, give me those ranged attacks then. That is a 11 and a 18. The 11 does not hit, but the 18 does hit. Mm -hmm. Roll damage. Which I believe is a D6 plus uh, something. Yeah, D6 plus 3. Oops, <laughs> that's a 1. 4. One, uh, 4, okay. So that then puts this orc on death's door. And now it's the dwarf's turn. Now it is the dwarf's turn. Um, and Dazzlin is going to run up and say, I think I can do this one. And he runs and takes his full movement to... Merv says, take it away, bestie. <laughs> goes up towards this um, other, this remaining orc that is now bleeding out and has arrows sticking out of him and is going to make a attack. No offense. Uh, uh, D&D? The Wizards of Coaster Homest ever. This is a little easy. Yeah, these are very easy battles. I didn't design it. I built a couple of badasses. Yeah, my other battles that I've designed much harder than this. And so this dwarf is going to roll uh, to hit this guy and rolls a 14 to hit this guy with one d4, but he, I don't even need to roll damage because he has one hit point left. This and is Dazzlin? Dazzlin in his new, oh, not name. new armor. <laughs> um, Dazzlin goes up. Actually, no, it's going to be Norbus because Dazzlin has been doing all the talking. <laughs> um, Norbus goes up and sa- and pull, pulls his club, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's technically a pickaxe, out of in-game... In metagame, it's a club, but I'm using it as a pickaxe because I don't think that pickaxes are a weapon in the game. Maybe. Um, who's, who's to say? I don't care. He pulls up his pickaxe and then hits him straight in the top of the head and knocks him down to the ground and his head explodes. Way to go, Norbus! <laughs> that, that was nice and violent. Norbus! Says Ella, I'm so Thanks. <laughs> How's that taste for blood, Norbus? 
uh, I think I go. I think I need to uh, go throw up. <laughs> and he goes back into the secret room and just vomits because he just killed something that <laughs> he's never done before. He is a miner. He is not used. To, he is not used to that. Um, you give him. Everybody gives him a little bit. Gives, gives him some space. He comes back out. Um, Does Dazzlin support him? Yeah. Oh, Dazzlin goes in, pulls his hair back because they're dwarves. Yeah. Pulls his beard, like pulls, pulls his, his beard back, back. Pulls his his hair hair back. Um, and then That's so sweet. And then they both come out, and Holgo has um, taken his flask. That wasn't filled with alcohol. It was just like a flask of drinking, flask of drinking. Ooh, um, and casts and casts create water, which I think is technically a first level spell. I don't care. He casts create water on didn't this. Cast, Marvin did not. Marvin. Mervin. Mervin did not cast any, any first spells. level spells. <laughs> just so you guys know, for posterity, Mervin is a wild magic sorcerer. Not that it's mattered so far. No, not yet. It will, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? He may cast a spell one day. Yeah. Um, but uh, Holgo has cre- has cast Create Water into this flask mm. and hands it over to uh, Norbus. He gives him some water, and you guys now head out of the temple. Well, if you guys want to, unless you want to continue exploring this temple. Uh... Ellerin has 100% put that huge gem in her bag. Love that. Ella uh, goes up to Holgo and is like, Hey, uh, can I get a ride? On my shoulders? Yeah. Sure, why the fuck not? Yes! Uh, <laughs> she climbs gonna, up him like a little spider monkey. Uh, he's going to make a strength check just to make sure. And that is... Nope. Roll again. You're rolling with advantage. Uh, you didn't roll again. <laughs> no, that's do now once. <laughs> um, so she climbs on his shoulders and she steps on something, like like just sits on him wrong or whatever, mm-hmm. and like it, his back spasms and she falls off. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take any damage because he's not that tall. Mm-hmm. Marvel to sixteen. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna catch her, swing her around. Put her on his shoulders, uh, and then wink at Holgo and go, let me see, let me show you how it's done. And then they take off. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and so you guys head out of the dwarven excavation of this ruin. Um, you guys say goodbye to Dazlin and Norbus and head on your way back to Fandolin. Is there anything you guys do on your way back through, back through this canyon? And then through the forest into Fandolin. Okay, show of hands. What were those guys' relationship? Were they friends? Were they brothers? Were they lovers? What do we think? Uh, I think... I think they said that they were twins. That's why they talked okay. so similarly. Oh, I definitely not was... be not Definitely not because the DM can't do very many voices. And you guys head out. Um, you guys go through the forest. Um, back into Fandolin, and you can now collect your reward from the town master. Uh, from the taskmaster, Herbert. Mm. I want to say what's his name? Let's... His name was, I have it written down. Harbin, Harbin Wester. Harbin Wester. Um, and you go back up to, uh, actually, 
with the amount of time it takes you guys to get back to Fandolin, it is by now night, mm. um, and that there is uh, Taskmaster is no longer on working hours. Sure, you might see him, but he won't give you money. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you guys do in Fandolin at night? Um, where are we at rest wise? Uh, you guys have not... Well, you guys rested before you... We rested you, before we went in, which probably... Yeah. We don't, we don't have any damage, though. I don't know how you feel about, like, levels of exhaustion, like, when they set in. Um, I think now would be a level of exhaustion, since you just hiked 15 miles. Yeah, so, I don't know. We'll probably find a place to sleep. We have, like, bedrolls and shit, so let's... Yeah. We could camp out. Yeah, well, you can also... You can also go to the go to the Pogo, inn. Pogo, how as you well. feeling? You want an inn, or you want to like be one with nature under the stars or shit? Well, I'm always one for being in, in nature, so. And I'm always one for not spending my money. Perfect. Well, I can. Camping. I I can. Uh, camping, camping, camping. That's Ella. <laughs> I can create some some things, and and he pulls out his some spell components and other things. Um, since he's now out of spell slots, he's just kind of doing it on his own, mm. on his own energy, um, risking a level of, of exhaustion. I'm gonna give him an arcana check. A level of exhaustion is fine. We're going right to sleep. Um, that is a five. He is exhausted after he does this thing, but he entangles some roots into this kind of uh, lean-to against some rocks, and then um, he doesn't have it. Um, he then. Picks up a stick and casts shillelagh mm. and starts the fire um, that you guys have that you guys have made. Uh, and you guys now are resting. Um, resting the night. Um, and while Holgo um, is creating this fire, you see that he steps into it. He steps into the fire, um, which is something normal orcs can't do. Mm. Um However, um, you see that the fire kind of climbs up his legs a little bit, almost as if it was serpentine, um, and kind of wraps up his legs, wraps up his arms. He's not doing the arm movements I'm doing now. I'm very dancer arms right now for the audio listeners. Um, and it wraps around his arms and, um, then kind of spins off around his head as if it's kind of like sparklers Mm. um, of embers kind of at the end of it. And you see that Holgo has now leveled up into a wildfire druid. Wow. Um, A circle of wildfire, I think, is the technical term for it. Um, And now is kind of one with the destruction Mm. and recreation of nature. and so now everybody levels up into their second level. Wow. Just druids pick their circle at um, their second level. So that's giving him a little bit of cinema, cinem- cinematic text. Royals to golden brown, eh, Holgo? Mm-hmm. And you see his skin, which is sort of this mustard color, maybe turns a little bit more golden brown, um, a little bit kind of singed around where his... Um, where his fire snake his this the fire snaked up his body mm-hmm. almost as if he has tattoos now uh, more tattoos than he had before this time kind of looking like natural burns around his body. Mm. 
in a magical flurry of sparks, it looks like, I don't know, maybe Ella could hide at the end of her turn now or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she hides yeah. in the darkness. Not a lot happens to Ella around this. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, here's how I see it. Uh, we have a little lean-to, mm-hmm. and I feel that Mervyn and Ella are watching... Uh, watching Holgo dance in flame and, you know, shouting snarky comments as they yeah, want to do. of course, as kids do. And I feel that, even though they have a little bedroll or whatever, is I feel that, because I think Minor Illusion is fun, uh, Merv has Minor Illusion, one big long pillow, uh, that both of them are sort of, like, up on while watching this and, um, it's not long, be- as they're exhausted, it's not long before they start to go to sleep. And they sort of, Murph sort of instinctually uh, holds Elle because, like, a, like, like the precious thing she is. Mm-hmm. And as they fall asleep, you can just sort of tell that this combat made them stronger. Mm-hmm. I, normally, Merv doesn't have a chance to to show off his magic in such a way, and you can tell that his magic already grew. Right. He gets sorcery points. Ooh, that's exciting. uh, Yeah, I would say, I would say through this kind of bond with his sister, Mm. um, and being out in the wild, being a wild magic um, sorcerer, Mm. he um, not becomes one with nature because he's not a druid. But you can see that he's taking it in, and now is a much more powerful sorcerer than he mm. was before. And I think L learned a lesson from not being able to get away mm-hmm. yeah, as a she bonus got action. Yeah. And getting five points of damage, which is more than half of her HP, in the form of a javelin. So I think that she learns from that, and that's where her cunning action comes from. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now we have our level two... Party members um, waking up in the next morning. Um, Holgo is an early riser, <laughs> so he has already made breakfast and um, kind of communed with nature to get some eggs from some quails and stuff like that. Um, and not yet. I was gonna. No, never mind. Um, you see, he's just sitting there and he says, "Oh, hey guys, morning." Um, hey, uh, this all for you? I know, I know you probably have to get, uh, you know, protein being a, being a kind of big guy or whatever. Well, I could eat it all myself, but no, it's not for just for me. It's for everybody here. So, oh, eat up. Uh, I don't have a lot of, um, money to, to, to give you for this. So oh, you're gonna... You don't need to. The forest gave it to me for free, so in turn, you don't maybe be respectful to the forest, I guess? Yeah, well, we can manage that. Hope so. Um, and you see that he is, has a little frying pan that has took out of his bag, frying up a little egg, and then slides it onto... Um, a piece of really stale toast <laughs> and gives it to gives it to Merv. Edwards. <laughs> yeah, it's the 
hardest piece of bread you've ever bitten into. Um, and um, shortly after, Ellerin wakes up. Mm. What does what does she do? What's her morning routine like as an eight year old who is uh, part of an adventuring party? <laughs> yeah, huh. that's a great question. What is what is a morning? What is a day in your life of an eight year old murder rogue? Um, yeah, she. She wakes up and she's gonna. Uh, she tries to catch Holgo's eye. Uh, okay, let me give a perception. Is she. Do it with advantage because I'm trying. Okay. Uh, that is a 13 perception. Um, perception. Where is perception? That is plus four, uh, 17. So that he definitely catches. Okay. I, she winks, and she's going to try to get Merv. Okay. She's going to try to see him on Merv. <laughs> okay. And see if her stealth can beat his perception. Okay. And his passive perception is, that's Merv, is 12. So she should be able to do it. Love that. But she may not. Oh, that's a two. That is a natural two plus... Uh, with stealth probably. Yep. That's seven. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna narrate me <laughs> catching myself. Yep. Um. Well, I'll say I'll say that um. Merv can kind of tell that there's some rustling behind him. Uh huh. Um, and that uh, Holgo is not a very good friend to. Uh, at this point, and just kind of. Well, wait. Roll a roll a deception check for me. For. For Holgo to keep a straight face. Is a twelve plus. Uh, where's deception? Uh, that's a thirteen. <laughs> and I'm gonna do insight. Well, he's not checking. It's gonna be passive. What is it? Thirteen. Mm-hmm. So you barely wait. No, my passive. Would it be passive wisdom for passive insight? Yeah, passive insight. Okay, so I, you, I, my passive is fourteen. For Ellerin or for Merv. Merv. Okay. So Merv notices that uh, Holgo doesn't do a good job of keeping a straight face. Yep. So, uh, crinkle of leaves, uh, snap of a twig, as Ellerin approaches, and Merv is ready, and Merv is ready, and Merv is ready. Ellerin pounces. Merv. Grabs her by like sort of under the stomach and just throws, <laughs> just throws. <laughs> yeets her into the. Yeets her um, as far as he can. Okay, um, is it height wise or distance wise? Distance wise, he's not trying to hurt her. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say I was like. He's not trying to hurt her. Just trying to. <laughs> I'm gonna say she takes one point of falling damage. <laughs> That's so mean. I tried not to throw her high. Okay, give me uh, give me a survival check then. Survival? I should give you an acrobatics check. Sure, acrobatics. You can, yeah, you can do an acrobatics to see if she can land it. 10 plus acrobatics is five, 15. Okay, yeah, she she gets thrown near a tree um, <laughs> and kind of uses it as um, not fast enough where she would like hit it and like hurt herself or whatever. Mm. Goes into the tree and kind of does one of those little, um, like, 
gymnastic bars thing. Like a parallel bar? Yeah. Yeah, kind of rolls over it in a cartoon way. Yeah. And then just continues rolling until she kind of loses momentum and then kind of plops to the, plops to the ground. Um, and then you... Have applause, <laughs> And so that that is your guys' little morning. And you guys can now head back into... Fandolin. I would say you're in the forest to the west of Fandolin. Mm. Um, so you can head on into the um, the city and go to the Townmaster's Hall, mm. um, where you see our good friend Harbin Wester, our taskmaster of sorts. I'm so excited to hear what he has to say. Um, so you guys come in, and what do you what do you say to him? Is he talking? What's he doing? Uh, he is out doing his spiel, the same spiel as it was before, saying, and I'll preface this with a, um, another description of him. He is a rotund, middle-aged man, uh, human, who is not, <laughs> um, not exactly the most sober 100% of the time. Um, prone to indulgence. Prone to indulgence, and says... If you're a dragon, know that I'm far too thin and bony to make a good meal. Uh, not only does Merv laugh at it, he elbows uh, Holgo as hard as he can in the ribs. Holgo um, laughs too, um, but he's going to have to make a deception check. Um, and that is a 14 plus 1, so 15. Um, Harbin really thinks you guys are his... Best friends. Best friends. <laughs> um, and he goes up to, he kind of dismisses the crowd that's around. And he's kind of a town crier, so sometimes he has a crowd, sometimes he doesn't. And he dismisses the crowds and says, Well, look at you guys. Welcome back to... Hold on, what is this accent? Hold on. <laughs> Figure it out. Welcome... No. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to... Um, the Townmaster Hall, I see you guys. Taskmaster. Task, no, Townmaster. Well, he's the Taskmaster because it's a joke about British television. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he's, he's the Townmaster Taskmaster. No, he's not the Townmaster, though. He's the Townmaster, Townmaster's Taskmaster. Task yep. I can't say that. that is Townmaster, <laughs> Townmaster's Taskmaster. <laughs> um, and he says, I see you guys are back from the dwarf. In place, and did you let them know? And uh, Murph holds out the like UPS signed mm-hmm. confirmation of receival thing that he made uh, them sign. Yep, and like, hand, you hand it to uh, Mr. Harbin, Mr. Wester. My uh, my apologies, and he says, "Well, thank you very much. I am." Um, obliged to give you your gold for this quest and he hands you gold. Individual coins at a time. Sick. <laughs> he, he pulls well, out... 50 is not divisible by 3, so I'd love to know how this works. Um, I'm gonna say it is... Everybody gets 17 gold That's from this thing, but he hands it out individual gold pieces at a time because yeah, I mean, he's counting them out. Um, yeah, that's good because we can count them out at the same time. He's not exactly the smartest man. And then after he's given you all of the money, he then says, um, he then says, well, you know, I've got some other quests that we can do. 
Um, they're oh, maybe a little bit more difficult. I've got the gnome one. I've got um, the catching up one. Um, yeah, let's do the... I think, you know, you know, let's go ahead and hit that wellness check. All right. Um, and then he hands you um, kind of just some more information about this quest. Thank and you, that's sir. when I hand you the card for for it if I can find it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We are going to be back again next week with another episode of Ice Spire Peak. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you follow us on Spotify. Or if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, send in a review. That will really help us out in getting the podcast support. You can follow me at MLCoat13 on all social media and head over to Bryn's TikTok, which is at Bryn Jones. If you like this, you might also like our parent show, The Clickbait Show. I'm the host, and it's a live-streamed trivia and game show over on Twitch. We are currently in production for Season 2, and if you want any updates, you'd be best to head over to twitch.tv forward slash the clickbait show with no spaces, where all of the other social media handles are linked. Thank you again, and see you next time.